I'm Kate Daniels. Animals, what would our world be like without all the wild creatures, without the domesticated ones who are our family members? It would certainly be a place of lack, really of imbalance. So an organization such as PAWS does great work towards keeping this balance. To help us get the big picture, joining us this morning is Tracy Rogers, Program Manager at PAWS, and Jennifer Rubens, a dedicated supporter and volunteer and mom to Boomer and Bailey, the top dogs for this year's PAWS Walk. They want you to come out and meet them at the walk, so let's meet all of them now. Good morning, Tracy Rogers and Jennifer Rubens and... Okay, I'm going to do a spoiler here. Bailey and Boomer are with us, but we'll come back to Bailey and Boomer as well. But good to have both of you here, uh, all four of you here with us this morning. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's so wonderful because we're here for something so very special. This is a big event that happens only once a year. And uh, here at the beginning of August, we're giving you at least most of the month to really get organized on this, but hopefully sooner than later. And that's the big, major pause walk. And so with us, Jennifer Rubens is here with her top dogs, and they are Boomer and Bailey, right? Yes. Boomer is uh, five years old and Bailey is two. And we're really excited to be able to lead off the walk. So let's reveal how they came to be the top dog for top dogs, actually, in this case, for the pause walk. Well, it was pretty exciting. We um, had the opportunity to go to the pause auction this year. And uh, one of the live auction items was uh, the opportunity to actually lead the walk in August. And so we bid and we won. (laughs) (laughs) And you felt it was a little bit of a surprise that that happened. Yeah, it was. It was quite a surprise, um, a little bit of a stretch, but uh, very exciting in the room and lots of energy. And so we just knew that our the donation was going to a great cause and um, pretty excited to lead off that event the day. And you'll definitely, if for no other reason, but there are many reasons, which we'll touch on here in the half hour ahead, but one of the great reasons will be to come out and meet these gorgeous, gorgeous, I I always refer to my dog as a puppy, so at five, they're not a puppy, at two, maybe kind of still, right? (laughs) Well, they still have puppy tendencies. Uh, Boomer's very calm, and at five, and Bailey's too, and he he still has a little bit more of a puppy in him, but they love to just romp and play and meet other dogs and um, just be curious. Exactly. So there's a great big reason to mark it on your calendar and be part of this really important, fabulous event, one of the major fundraisers for PAWS in this area. Yep. Right, Tracy? That is correct. Yeah. Wild Night that Jennifer was speaking about earlier is one of our major events, but Paws Walk is definitely the other major fundraiser we have every year. And another big thing that's happening, there's so many big things. A big thing is this is a special anniversary for Paws. Yes, it is. It's our 50th anniversary. Paws was founded in 1967, so we have been around for 50 years now. And, of course, the 60s, 1967, has significance, right? It was a groovy time. (laughs) (laughs) And so we are going to have some special T-shirts this year to kind of take us back to that era. Yes. And to make sure you don't miss out on one of the groovy T-shirts, it's really important then to register as soon as possible if you haven't already. Yes. Yes, it is. That is really important. And you can register at um, pausewalk.net. And get signed up to come and get your t-shirt, get your groovy t-shirt. Yes. 
so we know where to go, pausewalk.net, yep. on Saturday. Saturday, August the 26th, and the event's held at Marymore Park. And the location. Yep. I mean, it is so great. It's wonderful. Yeah, yes. Marymore Summertime. is awesome. The yes. weather's always nice. Yes. Yeah. And so come early, yeah. for one thing, you beat the traffic, right? Yeah. So come early because there's a lot going on that day. Yeah, there is. It's not just the 5K walk and run. There are vendors there, um, all kinds of animal-related vendors um, handing out freebies a lot of times. There's going to be some food trucks, including a food truck for the doggies. <laughs> Which I thought was just so yeah. incredible. Why yeah. not? There's yeah. some kids' activities going on, and there's a dog agility course. So there's lots of stuff going on besides the walk. It's really fun. And that's a good reason to come out early yep. and get involved because all of the events get started really around 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, the event starts at 8, and we have a mimosa garden. So if you get out early, you can have your mimosa to start your morning before your walk. Yep. So lots of great things going on. Yeah. You may not want to take part in the run, but maybe. Are, are the dogs part of the run as well? They are, yeah. yes. Yep, you get to go, and you can run or you can walk. And a lot of people just walk, and it's a beautiful walk around Marymore. It goes over the little lake there and around, and it's really pretty, and it's just a nice walk. So And, and get to see all the dogs that everybody has with them. That's and it's a dog-friendly park to begin with. Yes, right? yep, it sure is. So definitely great. And every year we're looking at this to grow. But this is uh, a year that I think that could really happen as we celebrate, you know, five decades. That's right. Yeah. We usually have over a thousand people come to the event and we would just really love to see that grow. And of course, to come out and celebrate our 50th anniversary would just be awesome to just see a great big crowd. Exactly. So you as a top mom (laughs) with your top dogs, Jennifer... You have obviously a heart for animals. What drew you to PAWS? I really believe in PAWS's mission. Um, can rescue one animal at a time, and um, they really have compassion um, to be able to help those animals. And it, it takes a special person just to, to dig deep and just want to help them out and make sure that their, their journey is either peaceful or that they're able to then be fostered or adopted out and live a life full of joy and happiness. And whether it's chasing balls or, you know, <laughs> flying free in, a <laughs> in the forest again. Well, as you mentioned, flying free in the forest, isn't that really an incredible component of what the work that PAWS does? Oh, absolutely. Um, to be able to uh, rescue an animal, even in their wildlife, because they, they have both you know, dogs and cats and wildlife, but um, Tracy can probably <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do a better job at explaining that. But the reason that, that we really wanted to be involved was just their compassion for animals and just all the work that they do and all the resources that they have to give an animal a better quality of life and allow it to actually just be an animal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, the rescue is so critical. And as I kind of read a bit about the history being that it is the 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. wasn't that the impetus way back when uh, was rescuing dogs and cats? Yeah, it was. Um, our founder and one of her friends just saw a need in their community. At the time, a pet overpopulation was a huge issue, and they just wanted to do something to help this problem that they saw in their community. So 
to raise money, they set up a thrift store. And what quickly started happening was people realized they were raising money and the thrift store was to help animals. And so people started bringing them animals that needed homes or needed care that were hurt or injured. And so our founder, Virginia, quickly decided that just the thrift store wasn't going to be enough. And they purchased land and started building the shelter. So that's how we began. And that was in Linwood and still is in Linwood. Yes. Yep. It is. Yep. And so there are the two sides of it. We were touching a little with Jennifer Mm -hmm. on the wild aspect of it. So there is the adoption side with just the dogs and cats, right? Right, the companion animal shelter. And that's what really, that's how it started with the dogs and cats. And the Wildlife Center came along in, I believe, about 1981 is when we actually founded the Wildlife Hospital. But yeah, it started out with them wanting to just help animals, and they were initially rescuing dogs and cats and finding homes for them. So that's still really one of the keys of what we do now is we, you know, take in homeless dogs and cats and find great homes for them. So we have, besides our um, Linwood shelter, we also have a cat adoption facility in the U District called Cat City. And when we opened it in 97, it was really unique. Now we have a lot of cat cafes and that kind of thing. But really, Cat City was one of the first of its kind when we opened it up. And I'm sure, you know, the need is great, dogs or cats. But somehow, cats tend to have proliferate maybe more so. And so it's kind of yeah. understandable they'd have the additional. Yeah, yeah. Cats are... They don't tend to get reunited with their owners as often as dogs. Mm-hmm. They act a little bit differently when they're lost, um, mm-hmm. where dogs seek out human companionship. So it's pretty evident when a dog is lost, they're usually interacting with people. A cat will go into hiding. And so mm-hmm. when they get lost, a lot of times it's really difficult to locate them. And so, you know, there's a lot more lost cats that need new homes because they have difficulty being reunited with their owner. So, and then of course the ability to procreate, (laughs) (laughs) which is another component of the work we do, which is we offer spay and neuter services for the community. We have public spay neuter clinics, so. Which is such a responsible thing to do. Yes. And so easy to just, if need be, just bring your pet there. Yep. Yep. And we help with the fees because sometimes that can be an impediment to people being able to get the care they need to spay and neuter, you know, if, if finances are an issue or it's tough and it's just, you know, we can help with that. So, Well, just to illustrate that not only with these gorgeous labradoodles, right, Jennifer? Yeah. So she's obviously <laughs> this uh, has this heart and passion for these puppies, but you also have a cat. So, I mean, you have a, a great big pet home. We do. Um, Gracie is 12 and um, she does get along with the dogs. Um, she's quite playful and um, it's just, it's a full family, and we're glad that they each have a warm bed at night and hugs and comfort and a yard to play in, um, which is heartbreaking when so many of the strays and the rescues out there don't. So that's that's another reason why PAWS is really important um, in the work that they do is provide those warm beds and food and just a loving home for those animals. Yes. And it's reciprocal, as in any relationship we find with our pets. You know, we're giving them this home and comfort and food, but oh my gosh, what they give to us mm-hmm. is, you just can't really put any kind of a, a number on it because it's invaluable, right? 
Right. And until you've owned a pet, I feel it just it fills your heart in just a completely different way. I mean, you can look into their eyes and there's days and moments where they just look right back at you and you know exactly um, what well, you think you, you know what they're feeling or thinking. <laughs> um, but they're just the most precious thing in the world to have a part of your life. Absolutely. And so the work that PAWS does is just this, giving that home where the pet, this dog or cat, does get this nurturing place. But we also are so blessed by that. We have this great gift in our life. Right. And I think that's why all of us, um, whether it's our supporters like Jennifer and her family or, you know, the volunteers that work, come into the shelter and do the work, we all recognize and we have that heart for um, how much they enrich our lives. And that's why we want to help them. That's why PAWS is people helping animals, because we recognize whether it's the you know, eagle that we see out flying and looking majestic, that enriches our life. Experiencing that or having the dog and cat in your own home where you have that one-on-one relationship, it enriches our lives. So that's why we, you know, want to help them. Yes, exactly. And so we get a chance to be part of it. Yes, we can adopt. But, you know, taking the time to get out to support and be part of this major fundraiser, Pause Walk, on Saturday, August 26th, is really key here, right? Yes, it is. Yes, because you can have your pets. I have pets at home, too. But it takes it to another level when you can get out and help the pets that don't have homes. Because like Jennifer said, you know, it's it's great. And she loves knowing that her pets have a warm bed at night, but she recognizes that there are pets that don't. And so we can help those pets, too, because you literally can't take all of them into your home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is a way that you can help them without taking them into your home is you can be part of Paws Walk or support an organization like Paws. And then we're able to help them find their own homes. Exactly. Let's touch a bit on this because it's so unique with PAWS is the wild animal aspect of it. So obviously we're not adopting the wild animals, but give us a little insight. Right. So um, when animals are injured or orphaned, a lot of the the baby birds and baby squirrels in the springtime of the year become orphans. Um, And so... We can take them in at our wildlife hospital. Um, We rehabilitate them if they're injured or sick or even if they're just orphans. We can um, feed them and protect them until they are able to be released back into the wild and live the way they were intended to live. Um, And that's really that's really what we do, whether it's it's birds or mammals um, we have a couple bobcat kittens right now in our care. We have four bear cubs in our care. We have a couple seals. Um, there's always a lot of birds. And at this time of the year, there's baby squirrels and raccoons. And, you know, um, just it's just amazing the variety of species. I think um, over 166 different species of animals have been helped through our wildlife hospital. Isn't that just Unbelievable. And because they're wild, um, you want to keep them really separate from humans. How do you accomplish that? Well, we we minimize the interaction with them. So when they come into the hospital and into contact with humans, it's very, very stressful for wildlife just being in contact with humans. So we recognize that and we try to limit the contact. 
um, the um, the areas that we house them, we try to make it so that they don't see humans as little as possible. Um, when we interact to feed them, we it's amazing the creative ways that our team in the Wildlife Center come up with to interact with the animals but minimize the stress so they don't become habituated to humans. Um, we want them to be released and to be fully integrated back into the wild. And so we don't want them to become used to humans and used to seeing humans and wanting to be around humans. A lot of them are there because of something that happened. We had a coyote that got caught up in some um, building fencing wire and it got wrapped around his neck. And so once we rehabilitated him and re-released him, we wanted to release him in an area away from humans where that kind of thing would be less likely to happen again. So sure. sometimes as much as we love animals, just our day-to-day -day living as humans can cause problems for them. For sure. <laughs> and part of it, you know, it's the way that we're growing and, yeah. and really overtaking yeah. some of their natural habitats. Exactly. Right? So what an incredible work is going on here. I mean, yep. to, to save a coyote like that, to release the ego back up into yep. the air. What's going to happen with the baby cubs, the bear cubs? So they will be re-released. Usually they come in from either Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife or Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. So once that we feel they're ready to go back into the wild, we will work with either one of those agencies to re-release them back into usually the area they came from, as long as that's a safe habitat for them to go back into. And we have a closed circuit TV in our lobby in our wildlife center, too. Yeah. So we do a lot of things with cameras because we don't want to have people viewing them. We're not like a zoo. So we'll put a camera in their enclosure where we can observe them. Sure. But we also can have the public view them when they come into the wildlife center. Yeah. You can kind of see their antics, but still they maintain that ability to be not habituated to humans. Right. I can see that there's a double kind of benefit with the video. Not only are you able to then show the public what's yes. going on in a safe way, but you're also able to monitor what's going on with the animal. Exactly. Yeah. There's just so much that happens and goes on that is so invaluable. And of course, it can't all happen just by magic. Right. Volunteers, aren't they just really fundamental? Oh my gosh. We could literally not do what we do without our volunteers. Um, we have over 900 active volunteers in the whole organization and they come in every week, some of them multiple times a week. And they are actually in the companion animal shelter. They are actually caring for the animals. They are the ones that are scrubbing you know, the kennels and taking the dogs out for their walks and petting the kitties and giving them lap time um, in the wildlife center. They're the ones feeding the baby birds and feeding the baby squirrels. And by the way, baby birds need to be fed every 15 minutes. So <laughs> oh. when you have a lot of baby birds in the baby bird nursery, those volunteers are busy because just about the time they finish feeding a few, then they have to go back to the first one and start all over again. So we literally couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. <laughs> I don't think you want to take birds home. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the best animal yeah. rescue choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My goodness, that's a lot of feeding time. How do mama birds right. keep up with yeah, all of it, right? Yeah, they're very busy. <laughs> yeah. 
So thinking in terms of the volunteers and the rescues, I understand there's a story about Buddy and Pongo. Does that tie into that? Buddy and Pongo were two older labs that came to Paws from Texas. So we have been reaching out to some of our shelter partners, especially the south and southeast, where the shelters are really overcrowded. And because we have such a great community of animal lovers in the Northwest, we have a lot of people looking to adopt and we can get these homeless animals adopted out a lot quicker. So Buddy and Pongo, I believe their owner passed away and they found themselves without a home. And so our shelter partner in Texas contacted us to see if we could bring them up here and find them a home. And so if you visit our website at paws.org, Buddy and Pongo actually starred in their own little movie, which is a story of how they came from Texas. And they did find an adopter last week, and they have a new home, and it's awesome. They were both older dogs. Pongo was a black lab, and Buddy was like a yellow lab or golden lab. And they were older guys, so it was, you know, really stressful for them to lose their owner after they'd lived with them for a long time and really sad. And so we were thrilled to be able to have them come up to pause and be able to find a new family to spend out their golden years. Oh, again, it just underscores this invaluable service, the work that goes on with pause. Yeah. And it's when we help the animals in our community and then we find we have more resources, we reach out farther to help more animals. So we don't just stop when our shelter empties out. We say, okay, who else can we help? And we reach out to find out where else can we help. Yes. And so that's us too. Each and every one of us has a way that we can help. So the big thing we're talking about today is we really want this invitation out. We want everyone that possibly can make it to be at Marymore Park, right, Jennifer? Right. It's going to be a really exciting day and just the support that you can give to PAWS and just the impact that you can make on those animals that just need a little extra help. And I'm going to say this again. (laughs) You really want to come because you want to really meet these Gorgeous, gorgeous dogs, these puppies. I want them as puppies. Oh my gosh. You, <laughs> Boomer and you Bailey. have to come to Paws Walk and meet Boomer and Bailey. They are adorable. They are crashed out on the floor right now, <laughs> snuggled up with each other, but they are both just so cute and handsome and the most well behaved boys. Exactly. You know, if my dog were here, I don't think she'd be quite <laughs> so well behaved. I think she'd be kind of nosing around. And, but they're so calm. Oh, my gosh. They are just beautiful. So if for no other reason, I mean, we've given you multiple reasons, but yeah. for no other reason, you want to meet these really gorgeous, gorgeous beings, yeah. Boomer and Bailey. You're so lucky, Jennifer. You know, I, I feel it's the biggest blessing in my life is to have them just on my day-to-day adventures and (laughs) well they're truly a gift and I feel so gifted as well that they are here that I get to meet them that's why I don't want to be selfish about this at all I want everybody (laughs) to have that opportunity so how do we do that so register at pausewalk.net and sign up you'll get your t-shirt and your pausewalk bandana and come out to the event at Marymore Park on August 26th and it's so reasonable if you register now. Yep, it's $25. Yeah. And wow. you get to participate in the event. You get a t-shirt. I tell you, 
Okay, the t-shirt's top secret, but I've seen a sneak peek, and they are so cool, you guys. The t-shirt is worth well worth the $25, but the event is so fun, and participating and having a fun day for $25 and a great t-shirt, that's a bargain. And I haven't seen it, so I have no way to spoil this, but just think, it's the 50th anniversary. Right. Of pause, so yep. it's destined or promised yep. to be something spectacular. So, so the clue is, we were founded in 1967. That was kind of a groovy time in our history. <laughs> yep. Yes, there you go. That gives you some clues. You know, determine what it is. But yep. you'll know for sure if you just register now. That's right. Yep. And of course, you can come the day of. Maybe you can't make the walk. Maybe it doesn't work out. But you can support. still participate. Yeah. yeah, totally. You can sign up. You can fundraise for us online. Everybody's on social media now, whether you're on Instagram mm -hmm. or Facebook or whatever your thing is. You can share our stories. You can share stories, Buddy and Pongo's story. You can share that, show some of the work we're doing, and get your friends involved and participate with us that way if you can't come out to the event or maybe you don't live right here in Seattle maybe you live a little bit farther away and you can't make it to Redmond to Marymore Park on Saturday you can still participate exactly yeah. that's what makes it so easy you know someone could definitely be hearing this on a podcast across the country right but this speaks to their heart right right yeah and we do we have supporters all over the country well, with your networking out and yeah. supporting others, such as in Texas. Yeah, right? exactly. We're such a small world now in that we way. We are. But you know what? With technology, we can have a big impact. Our impact doesn't have to just be so small. We can reach out now. So you can help anybody anywhere these days. Exactly. And we can tell from the stories that we've heard how critically important this is, what a difference it makes for these really, in many ways, helpless beings. Yeah. Yes. It exactly. makes us a better person. Yes. Right? For sure. And Jennifer has definitely been there, seen what the shelter is like, what Paws is like, and obviously has this heart for pets. She has her cat. She has her dogs, you see. And yeah. she would have more, but her husband says, you know, there is a limit. Right? <laughs> Which is why I'm sure Jennifer reached out because she's got a full house. Yes. But that doesn't stop her from reaching out and supporting Paws and continuing to help animals. She did her part by having animals in her home, but now she didn't stop there. She went on and she supports Paws. She came to our Wild Night fundraiser. She's involved in our Paws Walk fundraiser. They support Paws. She's here today speaking out for Paws. So there's all kinds of ways that you can help. Even if you already have pets in your own home, you're not sure, how can I help? Well, this is one way you can participate in Paws Walk. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because those funds, as we've heard, go to such critically important needs at pause and reaching out from there, branching out yeah. across community in the world. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about also is our community education and outreach department, because a lot of people don't know about all the work we do, and they don't know about some of these causes with the wildlife and what do you do if you find injured or orphaned wildlife? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you go out into your backyard and, you know, there's a little squirrel and you're thinking something's wrong there. That doesn't look right. So we have a lot of community outreach programs, too, where we go out into the community. We talk to people about living with wildlife, you know, how to coexist with the wildlife that's in your backyard. Here in Seattle, we've got a lot of kind of foresty areas. So it's not uncommon to have deer or raccoons or squirrels right in our own backyard. Right. 
And so you can check out our community outreach events and find out, you know, how do we coexist with these animals so that we do our part responsibly and so that they can live and we can share the space we live in. So the website? Paws.org. Perfect. So Tracy, thank you for all that extra information. Really important. And Jennifer, for being here with your great support and your wonderful Boomer and Bailey. It's just been such a gift to have you both, all four of you, with us this morning. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We're really excited. And Jennifer has told me that should you want to see what Boomer and Bailey are up to, Boomer just happens to have his own Instagram page. It's Boomer the Labradoodle. Enjoy.